At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. We're not going to micromanage or overmanage this quarterback competition. Um, the depth chart will not rest on every throw. Important note here, when Mike Tomlin said that on reporting day for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he didn't say anything about what the fans and media should do, though, did he? That's because he knows we will be doing exactly the opposite all year long. I am Tim Benz. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast at training camp. St. Vincent College in Latrobe for the Steelers at the Trib Live hunting cabin a few miles east of campus. And we are brought to you today by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at BetRivers Online Sportsbook. Download the BetRivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same-game parlays today. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll get to more from Steelers training camp in a little bit, but first, let's get to some baseball. Pirates lost last night to the Phillies. I liked the Phillies in that game, so I was right on that front, but I took the under, so I was dead wrong there. 8-7 to seven, the final score as Philadelphia beats the Pirates at PNC Park. Today, I'm taking the Pirates at plus 107, so long as Jose Quintana actually pitches. We've heard that the Blue Jays may be interested in acquiring Quintana before the trade deadline on August the 2nd. Now, fan side is Robert Murray is saying that the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox might be interested in his services. 
The Pirates would love to get a big haul for Quintana. 3.70 ERA, 85 strikeouts, plus he's left-handed. It only costs $2 million. Quintana spent the first six years of his major league career with the White Sox. Now they might want him back. I like Quintana trying to pitch himself onto a contender and into games that actually matter. I like the Pirates behind him today so long as he actually gets on the mound. And I will pick the Pirates, even though I don't often do that. I will pick them today against the Phillies. Also last night, my Yankees-Dodgers ex-Bucko pitcher parlay worked out. You know I love the ex-Bucko pitcher parlays. Jamison Tyon pitched six scoreless innings for the Yankees as they beat the Kansas City Royals 1-0 on Tuesday. He struck out eight KC batters, only walked two. That got Tyon's ERA down to 372. Prior to that start, he had given up 23 earned runs in his last six outings. As for Clay Holmes, he got credit for the win to improve to 5-1. He also has 17 saves and an ERA of 1.20 out of the bullpen. He avoided allowing a run over his last five outings, and that's a good way to rebound from what had been his season's only loss in a blown save in back-to-back outings back on July 9th and the 12th. Aaron Judge provided the only offense with a solo homer in the ninth inning. That was his 39th of the year. Meanwhile, another ex-Pirate, Tyler Anderson, pitched seven innings of shutout ball for the Los Angeles Dodgers. They rolled over the Colorado Rockies 13-0. Anderson struck out four while allowing four hits and no walks. He's 11-1 on the season with a 2.61 ERA. Anderson hasn't been scored upon over the last 19 innings of his three most recent starts. Actually, I take that back. He has allowed one run, but it was unearned. So no earned runs over the last 19 innings of his three most recent starts. Only two pitchers have more wins than Anderson in the American League. It's Justin Verlander with 13. National League, it's Kyle Wright with 12. The Dodgers have the best record in Major League Baseball at 66-32. and 32. The Yankees are next at 67-33. and 33. Former Pirates Garrett Cole and Chad Cool pitch on Friday, but I'm not going with an ex-Bucko parlay here. I can't bet on Cool. He's thrown against the Dodgers with Julio Urias. So give me the Dodgers and Yankees and Blue Jays. I'll sprinkle them in at minus 360 over the Tigers with Alec Noah pitching. That three-team parlay will come in at plus 136. I also want the over in Red Sox Brewers at nine runs. And I want the Braves over the Diamondbacks at minus 230 with Wright looking for win number 13, even though Madison Bumgarner is coming off a good start against the Nats for Arizona. Now back to Steelers training camp. For many who have been here in Latrobe over the first two days, if we were doing what Mike Tomlin was talking about at the start of the podcast, if we were reevaluating the depth chart after each and every throw, I think the QB position would probably be reshuffled to have Mason Rudolph on top with Mitch Trubisky second and Pitt rookie Kenny Pickett third. Honestly, though, it kind of should be that way, shouldn't it? Rudolph has been with the Steelers since 2018. Meanwhile, Mitch Trubisky was signed in March and Kenny Pickett was just drafted in April. Running with some familiar second teamers, Rudolph should be looking good right now against many second team defenders, especially since particularly on day one, A lot of his throws were conservative checkdowns, whereas Trubisky seemed to be the most willing to take chances and experiment in his new offense. That said, on day two, Rudolph did hit Gunnar Olszewski on a deep pass that resulted in what would have been a touchdown of roughly 60 yards. 
According to what Rudolph said, actually, he echoes some comments that Chase Claypool made on day one when everybody reported to training camp. He says, expect a little bit more of an aggressive approach offensively and a hope for more of a quick strike attack from the Steelers offense this year. If you look at most teams, explosive plays, there's a lot of play action. There's a lot of play action pass, and I think you know, we, we got to have more of that than we did the last few years. And, and um, uh, but I think we got the guys to do that. We got the, we got the, the play caller to do that, and I think that's that's something that Matt Canada's always enjoyed doing and calling, and that's a bread and butter part of his offense. So we are going to play action pass, and we are going to yeah, just generally push the ball in the field. Meanwhile, as one would expect, Pickett does look like he's going through a lot of what Rudolph did in his first few years of the Steelers and what Trubisky battled early in his career with Chicago. Things do seem to be moving quickly for Pickett. He's had some jumpy feet on a few throws that he thought could have been completed. Some have been intercepted by down-the-roster defensive backs. His trademark poise and pocket command that we saw at Pitt have yet to manifest. Then again, should they? After just two pro training camp practices, for crying out loud, here's Pickett on reporting day. What's your objective, Danny? Objective? Uh, I mean, just get better and play. I mean, I got to, um, you know, get some more reps in, in a new offense, new system, get more comfortable and just compete, really. The point I'm driving at here is that if Pickett, who was universally dubbed as the most cable-ready quarterback in the draft this year, if the learning curve is steep for him, it's only fair to wonder how things are going for Malik Willis in Tennessee or Matt Corral in Charlotte or Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. But the other side of that coin could be that what we are seeing early in camp is a justification for the Steelers' approach to holding on to Mason Rudolph instead of cutting or trading him, at least until Pickett gets up to speed. And if Pickett doesn't do so by training camp's end or even the trade deadline on November the 1st, maybe Rudolph will be the full-time backup all year here in Pittsburgh, and Pickett will potentially be the equivalent of an NFL redshirt Except the problem is in the NFL, those red shirt seasons still come off your contract and they come off your contract when you're playing for the cheapest. In part because of reasons like that one, some are preemptively putting out a warning blast about how to view the Steelers' selection of Pickett if he isn't at least the second string guy in 2022. Folks such as Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio, just as an example, he recently went on 93.7 The Fan and said, if Kenny Pickett can't leapfrog Mason Rudolph, then the Steelers got the Pickett pick wrong. I don't see it that way. If the Steelers genuinely think that Pickett is going to be a 10-year franchise quarterback, if he doesn't play in year one, so be it. And if he doesn't play in year one because he is third string versus second string, what's the difference? The Steelers just need to be right about Pickett's ceiling being worthwhile by the time he does start, whether that's in 2023 or 24 after Mitch Trubisky's contract ends. He better be really good in that first year as a starter, too. If that happens, then it's not the wrong pick based on what happened in 2022. If he's a worthwhile, high-ceiling quarterback starter for the next eight or nine years after that, even if no one was selected in the first round who could have otherwise positively impacted this team that went 9-8 and eight last year and could struggle to make the playoffs again this year. You see, I keep coming back to the idea that if Pickett isn't any better than third string as a rookie. It's not an indictment of the pick. We won't know that until Pickett is given the starting job. It's not even an indictment of choosing a quarterback at all, be it Pickett or had it been someone else like Ritter, Willis, or Corral. 
Rather, it's an indictment of the franchise's stated logic for making the pick of Pickett over any one of those quarterbacks that we mentioned earlier. Because the frequently stated belief of Tomlin and former general manager Kevin Colbert was that Pickett had been worthy of the number 21 pick in the draft because he was so mature and polished as an incoming rookie. Here was Kevin Colbert's quote on draft night. Kenny is just a mature, even-keeled guy. We feel that the maturity that he had displayed on and off the field will help him. Tomlin added, he's 24 years old. He's a mature young man. You do see maturity in his game, and I think all those things are going to put him in a position to compete. Well, if that's what's separating Pickett from the rest of his draft class, isn't that his best attribute now being rendered moot if he is being put in dry storage for a year? That's what I think is bugging some Steelers fans. That's what I think has some people scratching their heads about the Steelers' approach to the quarterback competition. It's not frustrating because Pickett isn't being handed the job immediately. Tom Brady threw three passes and played in one game during his first season. Patrick Mahomes didn't start as a rookie until the last game of the regular season. Unlike those situations, the public was sold on Pickett's hit-the-ground-running resume in Pittsburgh. If Pickett barely even dresses as a rookie on game days, then those platitudes from Colbert and Tomlin on draft night are going to seem rather empty but I don't think the Steelers' year-long quarterback debate ever will get empty. Do you? By the way, Pickett is still the gambling favorite to win Rookie of the Year. I'm not sure how that's possible, a plus 500. I guess most folks just think the whole Trubisky thing is a smokescreen and Pickett is going to start the whole year. However, I think gambling on Pickett to win that kind of award is potentially flushing your money down the drain, even if he does get 10 to 12 starts. Meanwhile, in Seattle... Well, every time a wide receiver signs a contract extension, it makes you wonder what that does to the state of negotiations between the Steelers and Deontay Johnson. Yesterday, another very expensive domino fell as DK Metcalf signed a contract to extend his career with the Seattle Seahawks. According to Adam Schefter, the franchise gave Metcalf a three-year, $72 million extension that features $58 million in guarantees. The guarantee total apparently includes a signing bonus of $30 million. That's the highest ever for a wide receiver. Metcalf was the last pick in the second round of the 2019 draft. Number 64, that was two selections before the Steelers took Johnson. Metcalf has a combined 216 catches for 3,100 yards and 29 touchdowns. Johnson has a few more receptions, but trails a bit in yards and in touchdowns with 20. Uh, Keep in mind, though, Metcalf had Russell Wilson as his quarterback in Seattle. Johnson had two years of an aging Ben Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as a combination as a rookie. Metcalf is plus 4,000 to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Uh, You couldn't give me enough money to take that bet with Seattle's quarterback situation being what it is. I think Devontae Adams at plus 1,200 is a great bet. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, the co-favorites at plus 800 there. Here's the latest on Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. The wait continues for a new contract with him. He told media members on Thursday that he wants to get a deal done. John Harbaugh, the head coach, recently said both sides are motivated to get a long-term deal completed. Currently, Jackson is set to play 2022 in his fifth-year option as a rookie. That's worth $23 million this season. He doesn't have an agent and is negotiating the deal himself because he doesn't, quote, like people getting in my business. 
Jackson isn't going through the hold-in routine like Johnson is doing or like T.J. Watt did with Pittsburgh last year. Those two showed up to practice every day but only did individual workouts. Jackson is actually practicing in team drills. He's at plus 1,800 to win MVP. If you think he's healthy, it's not a terrible flyer to take. Out West, the Arizona Cardinals are eliminating the homework mandate from Kyler Murray's contract. He recently signed an extension. It's worth up to $230 bucks. Roughly $105 million of that was guaranteed at signing, and $160 million is guaranteed for injury. But Murray didn't like that clause in the contract when it became public. The addendum requires four hours of independent study per game week. Murray was unhappy about how the clause in the contract was being interpreted. As a result, the team decided to scrap the line in the contract. Murray is right behind Jackson in the MVP race at plus 2,000. There's no way I'm willing to bet on that. Finally, in Carolina, Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield apparently wants to distance himself from his time with Cleveland Browns as much as humanly possible. At Panthers training camp, he showed up and a video that was taken of him walking towards the practice field showed him somewhat playfully telling a fan with a Cleveland number six Mayfield jersey on to get rid of it. After the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson during the offseason, Mayfield requested a trade out of Cleveland. The Panthers picked him up for a 2024 fifth-round pick. Baker is at plus 1,200 to be comeback player of the year. Frankly, I'm more inclined to go with his teammate, Christian McCaffrey, at plus 800, or the favorite, Derrick Henry. If he counts enough as comeback player of the year, well, so be it then. He's only at plus 300, but that, to me, is the safest bet of the bunch. All right, that'll do it for the Pittsburgh CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Don't forget the baseball in-game parlays we told you about at the start of the podcast. And don't forget that we'll be back on Monday with Madden Monday. Mark Madden from 105.9 The X and Trib Live. That's right here on the Pittsburgh CityCast.